The scripture reading this morning is taken from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 14 to 22. Jeremiah, chapter 33, verse 14 to 22. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord our righteous Saviour. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of Israel. Nor will be the Levitical priest ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. I will make the descendants of David, my servant, and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars in the sky and, the, and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. We now invite Brother James Lee to preach to us this morning's sermon, The Power of Hope. Thank you, Sister Chang Xiong. Father God, it's good to be in your house. It's also good to hear the adults choir singing the songs of Emmanuel, the songs of hopes, and the children singing that you are the light of this world, that you are always with us all the way through. And as inspiration leader, leading us that you are the everlasting God, we are in your embrace. And you will never fail us, nor forsake us. God is so good. You are really a great God. You are really a God of hopes. So guide me as I share. Cleanse my sins and cleanse the sins of those who hear your words. May this place be your holy sanctuary to receive you and to be changed. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 14 to 22. Today, this Sunday is the first Advent Sunday. It's Jeremiah's prophecies about the righteous branch that spring up from David's line, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. He spoke the promise during the difficult times that Israel is going through. That the armies of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, are advancing into Jerusalem 
and where the streets are filled with dead people. And even Prophet Jeremiah was imprisoned by King Zedekiah. The city was totally doomed. Finally, Prophet Jeremiah spoke the words of hopes, the words of promise. In the midst of doom, he shares the great signs of hope that there's a righteous branch spring off from Jesse's thumb, the thumb that is dead, but there's a life come forth, the branch of a Jesse dead thumb come alive, the Messiah. Chapter 33, the prophet speaks of the coming restoration to give us hope. And 33 verse 10 to 11, he said, There shall once more be heard the voices of the glad news from the bridegroom and the bride. Restoration is coming. Jeremiah is portraying the, the God's favor, the restorations of David's line. A shoot that come out from the Jesse's thumb, a branch that gives forth life. The image of hope, unexpected joy, a new life that springs out from what is we think is dead. For nearly 400 years, descendants of David had occupied the land of Judah. But the, the Babylonians came in and destroyed David's city, burned Solomon's temple, and took David's heirs into exile. Imagine that. The promise of God seems to have come to an end. There's no hope. The people are devastated, lost, don't know what to do. In Jeremiah 33, verse 14, he said, The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise. See, the days are coming, says the Lord, where He will fulfill the promise. All might seem lost, but God is still faithful. The house of David may be cut down, but God is able to bring out, bring life out of death. A branch was sprout from Jesse's thumb. It is the descendants of David, the Messiah Jesus Christ will come forth, and he will bring joy and peace and he will execute justice and righteousness in the land. And his salvation will cover from Judah to Jerusalem until the end of this earth to this day. And that is his words of promise. That is his words of promise in the midst of perpetual loss, loss of job, security of home, fear and hopelessness Grip the people in Jerusalem. Doesn't that remind you before the new PM sworn in? Even in the midst of our conference, people text. Simon texts me, James, you are in SCSC. Talk to the bishop, speak out, speak out. We don't want PM. I say that we are all in prayer and the leadership know what to do. Then the next day they announce the new PM. Is Anwar Ibrahim. 
So there's still, still hope. Let us not stop there. Let us keep praying for all the elected members to be righteous and fair and just, to provide jobs for the people, security for homes, those who are hungry will be fed, so that there is hope. And that is the message of hope. That is the power of hope, to bring in hope in the midst of despair and doom. So where are we? Is there hope? At times, I do find that as business people, and as a father of a child, we find that it's not easy to raise a child. It's not easy to be in the society where there are, if I may say, discrimination. But this verse rings clear in my heart. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 said, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and future. The Lord will prosper us. Amen. Give us hope in the midst you think there's no hope. Give us a future, something to move on, to get excited on. That is the words of hope, the power of hope. We have to go out this Christmas Advent season to speak the words of hopes to your neighbor. Would you do that? Turn to the people beside you. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There is truly hope. So in the midst of despair, pray, 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 Malaysia, Malaysia, there is hope. They will break away from all the corruptions. And pray for the perseverance of the the new minister, the new governments, let his will be done. Let his will be done. So you can see from the Old Testament in Isaiah, Jeremiah, in Psalms, it all talks about the profound hope that based on the God is a promise maker. God is always a promise keeper. Like the song goes, He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker and He is most of all the promise keeper. He kept His promise despite of what happened. He is a way maker. He is a miracle worker in your life and He is a promise keeper. He is a light in the darkness. That is who you are. Amen. He is a light of the darkness. That is who you are. Israel refuses to accept Exile, death, and chaos. Refuse to accept that it's a permanent conclusion of reality. Many times I want to give up too. This land is hopeless. We want to, to give up. But the scripture tells us not to give up to it, not to give up, for this is temporary. The best is yet to come. You see, hope is not rooted in what is happening. Hope is rooted in who He is. He is a promise keeper. 
He said, I will never fail you nor forsake you. Believe that. He will embrace you with the everlasting arm. Do you believe that? He will carry you through step by step. Amazing grace. Amazing God. He is truly the promise keeper, the way maker, a miracle worker. So God is not a prisoner of circumstances, things happening. He will write over problems, difficulties in life and He will implement His promise. Amen? He will implement His promise. And I tell you, His kingdom will come and His will will be done on earth as it's in heaven. And I pray FMC Church will shine, will give hope to those who feel they're hopeless, give voice to those who are voiceless, you see, God has not and will not be defeated. Amen. He is a king of kings. He is a lord of lords. This Advent season, He gives us the power of hope, the world of hope. You see, despair will be the result. Despair will be the result when human capacity is exhausted. I repeat, despair will be the result when human Wisdom, human mind capacity is exhausted. Despair will result when you use everything that you have, even human technology, will end up in despair. Because self-sufficiency will end up in despair. Agree? If you depend on human wisdom and self-intellect, will end up in despair. There is the experience of King Solomon, the greatest king, the greatest wise man king in the early time. Why he said from the beginning of Ecclesiastes, he said vanity is still vanity, meaningless is still meaningless. Oh man, I enjoy reading that because I went through it. Vanity is vanity, futility is all futility. Nothing end up good, end up frustrated. Even King Solomon feel that. You see, who better than King Solomon who illustrates the futility of life without God? I won't conclude. Without God, it's futility. The world is not enough. The world could not satisfy the richest, wisest King Solomon. He's the richest man, the greatest knowledge. And yet he felt that vanity is still vanity. You think the world will solve your problems? Intellect will solve your problem? Money will solve your problem? No. He said, without God, it's still vanity. Life is transitory, it's temporal, it's here today, gone tomorrow. In Psalm 78, verse 33, say, vanish like a breath. That is life. It just vanished. Gone. Vanished. At the annual conference, I met the old pastor, Reverend Feli Arm. He was young and healthy at the pulpit. When I saw him at the conference, he was fragile, weak, and quite old. I will reach there. We will reach there. Vanity is vanity. We will vanish like a breath. 
We are always trying, striving after the wind. There is nothing to be gained under the sun. Nothing to be gained, according to King Solomon. Only when you look up to God in reverence and fear Him, we will see the meaning of life, the beauty of life, the eternal significance of everything that we do in life. We have to go through the lens of Jesus, through the eyes of God, through God's perspective. Perspective. So vanity towards the end of Ecclesiastes is not the last word. It's not the last word. The last word is hope. In Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 said, the end of the matter, all has been heard. He said, at the end of all this vanity of vanities, listen to this, he said, fear God and keep His commandment. This is the whole duty of man. Man, I got hit. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, refer that when you go back. He said, fear God. Keep His commandment. For this is the whole duty of man. It's not money. It's not knowledge. It's not everything that you think you do is good. So there is only hope above the sun. Not under the sun. So don't expect earthly things to give us lasting satisfaction. Learn to live for God rather than for self. I observe a lot of pastors sacrifice their life for God, for eternal purpose. So let us learn to live for God rather than for self. We need to know that happiness cannot be found without God. It has to be in God. The only hope is in Him. You see, in Ecclesiastes verse, chapter 1 verse 8 says, The eyes is not satisfied. Chapter 1 verse 8 says, The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ears filled with hearing. Eye with seeing, you're not satisfied. Ear with hearing. You always want to have one more show. You always want to have one more game. You always want to have one more songs. You always want to have one more glory. We are never satisfied. We can conclude that nothing has meaning, nothing matters under the sun. To see things under the sun from the earthly point of view without God is meaningless. We must see above the sun. God, the Creator, is above the sun above the hill, beyond the hill, from God's perspective, then you see joy, you see refreshment, you see God with you. You know why? Because He's above all kings. He is above all power. He is above all wealth. He is above all creation because He is our Creator. We are His creation. And the good songs go, you are worthy of it all. The good song says, you are worthy of it all. For from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve all the glory. Amen. For from you are all things. For to you are all things. Everything belongs to God. He deserves all the glory. So let us bring all our troubles and worrisome to God. Into the holy of holiest then you will see 
light in the darkness. You see hope. Like the psalmist said, the heaven declared the glory of God and the sky above proclaimed His handiwork. If you go above and you pray on top of the hill, God will bring you up and see the heavens that declare the glory of God. To see how vast and wide is His oceans and His sunset. How beautiful is His creation. So wide and so deep from sky to sky stretching. It's telling you that God is love. God is powerful. Psalms 113 verse 3 said, From the rising of the sun to the setting, let us praise His name. Why He said that? Because there are so much things to praise God. If you look in the eyes of God, even suffering will bring you maturity, will bring you deeper into Him. You see that? So from the rising of the sun to the setting, let us praise His name. Lamentation 3, 22 to 23 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. And they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. His mercy never comes to an end. And they are new every morning. There is a new heart that God gives to each of us. When we come to know Him, when we come to accept Him, when we come to surrender all to Him, everything of all will become new. Everything that is destroyed, broken, will be healed. He is a miracle worker. He is the way maker. He is a promise keeper. He will recreate in us a new heart, a new joy to enjoy the goodness of God. Praise be to God. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Psalms, Isaiah 43, 19 said. So God will make the new heavens and the new earth. So the promise gives hope to people and enables us to persevere. Amen? To persevere in the time of darkness, in the time of hopelessness, in the time of weariness. He helps help us to persevere. Life's frustration will not last forever. Will not last forever. We'll live in the hope of new day. Amen? That is the power of love. Remember, Broken life is not the final existence. We are made for a better world. We are made within the kingdom of God. When we are weary of life, praise the Lord because God is pointing us go back to God. When you are weary of life, God is pointing us only to God because only He can satisfy us as testified by King Solomon. So he is our hope, our only hope in life. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, say, What will it profit a man if he gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? Man, the whole entire world is not enough to compensate for the loss of one eternal soul. The whole world is not enough to compensate the loss of one eternal soul. So how precious is those in the darkness? And how precious is your life? 
it will not profit a man if he gain the whole world. So let us redirect, reset, refocus, go with our pastor Lenita and the rest of the church members. Align ourselves and serve the Lord with gladness and joy. Blessing always comes in the end. Like Job, chapter 42, verse 10 to 17. Blessing always comes to the end. In the end, God blesses Job. He went through a lot of problems. But God gave him greater prosperity. Joys come back. And God gave him a bigger family and a long life. You see, God restored Job to relations, to relationship with him before God blessed him. God restored Job, the relationship, before he blessed him. Job cried out, now my eyes have seen you. Job cried out in verse 5, now my eyes have seen you before he was blessed. During the trials and tribulations, God showed him he is there. The relationship is restored. It's restored. He bowed down to God even though in pain before he was blessed. Amen. Relationship with God must be always there. Remind me of myself and my wife and my son. Sometimes journey may not be hard. But to tell you the good news is that relationship must be there. Then there is hope. Don't cut it off. Don't like the old, old traditional. I disown you as my son. No. Relationship must be there to hold on. Only then there is hope. Job live by faith, not by sight. If we live by sight, we'll give up long ago. So God doubles Job's wealth. Double it. And that is grace of God. He gave you grace, undeserved grace. You don't deserve a God. Double your portion. Important thing is, blessing happens in the end. Say to each other, important thing is, blessing always comes in the end. So brothers and sisters, with those who are having problems, this morning, just say, blessing will always come to the end. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is the Lord. So we understand perfectly in James chapter 5, verse 7 said, Be patient, therefore, brother and sister. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. God will set everything right when He comes again. The blessing will come. What we have right now, what I experience right now, is just a tiny foretaste of what is greater to come. His blessing will pour down when His kingdom comes. The new heaven and new earth you test a real wonderful heaven. The new heaven and new earth. Some theologians said, at the new heaven and earth, even the most beautiful ladies in the world seem down. See how beautiful heaven is? The most abundant, richest family in the world will seem barren in the new heaven and earth. The most richest man of the world, like Bill Gates and Elon Musk, will look poor in the new heaven and earth. How do you like it? God will give us the best celebration for this Christmas. 
So may this Advent be the Advent for your family, for your family, for your family. That you tell each other blessing will come. In conclusion, the covenant between Abraham and David were not conditions under people's performance, not conditions under people disobey. Even at that time, they disobey God, but God kept His promise. He restored them. He gave them hope. It's not based on circumstances. It's based on who He is. He is the waymaker. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. That is who God is. God love. Is a God that gave us hope. What will profit a man if you gain the whole world? Nothing. So would that challenge us to reassess our life, to realign our life, to reach out to God and do things, something eternal. Like King Solomon in the end he said, fear God, keep His commandment. For this is whole beauty of man. After he went through King Solomon, the riches, the foolish pleasure of life, he said his vanity is to vanity. And he said, only in Christ, only in God, you find meaning in life. So we should be like what Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 13 said, he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. The coming Messiah will come to execute justice and righteousness in the land. When He comes again, His kingdom comes again, His will will be done. The new heaven and new earth will come forth. Amos chapter 5 verse 21, God despised the people that fast and worship because they try to worship God and oppress the poor at the same time. God, despite those who worship and despise the poor, He said, Amos said, He wants just His roll down like a river. Righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is a God of justice. He is a God of righteousness. To conclude, as you go out, please see Daniel and Singu sign up. Take a little bit of paper to give your token of love to those who need hope, who need love. It's just a little kindness for the poor and the needy. Thank you. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for your love. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your inspiring words. Lord, I know it's not from you. It's not from me, but it's all from you. I thank you to give me a privilege to share your testimony. I thank you that you call us to be the fifth gospel, to bring good news to those who are still lost in the darkness. So help us as we go back. Help us as parents, 
Help us as businessmen. Help us as church leaders. Help us as pastors. That there is always hope. That there is always blessing in the end. So I thank you for you are the promise keeper. Jesus name, Amen.